Hey everyone, welcome to Professor Bats and Friends. Now this is just the professor. Bats is uh, watching his little girl play softball, so it's just me tonight, and I'm just going to make a recording of this uh, because I just got something on my mind. I hope you're uh, out there. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm kind of stressed right now. Let's talk about it. Well, we were headed Friday up to the Ozarks for the Go Explore USA Ozarks pre-run. Uh, Go Explore USA, Brad Brazel uh, leads Go Explore USA, and, and he's got a trip coming up in the Ozarks in fall, October, November, somewhere around in there, and I'm, I'm the camp cook. And so I was invited to go on this trip. So Gia came down a little early on Friday. We took off. We were going to meet Rhino and Lamar and go on up uh, somewhere around the Big Piney camp. And everything was great. Had everything planned out. We weren't taking the trailer. We were just taking the FJ. And we were just going to camp in the rooftop tent. It's been a while since we've done that because since we got the taxa trailer, we've taken it pretty much every time except on the go explore trips and i've taken the homemade trailer because i've got it set up where i can do a lot of cooking for a lot of people on there and it's it's perfect actually i love it but we were just taking the fj this time just because you know it's uh it's nice to just have a simple rig where we're going to do some pretty pretty tough trails and i really didn't want to have a trailer so we were just going to go out and take it and and uh, just have a good time. Plus, it was going to pour down rain. It was going to storm Friday night. We were plan we were planned for that. PJ was going. Had to take some extra towels. I knew it was going to be you know pretty wet. But anyway, we took off. She got here about uh, 5 o'clock or so. Took off. I had everything ready. All she had to do was change clothes and put her stuff in the FJ. We took off. Got to Lamar. Got off the exit and. I had to stop for a car that was going by and I took off and all of a sudden my FJ just started ticking. You know, that tick that you get, um, Toyota motors have them tick a little bit, you know, when they're idling, you can just hear them tick. It's the double overhead cam. I'm pretty sure. But I mean, this was significant and I thought never heard that before. That's odd. Didn't seem like I had lost much power. Um, but the noise was just, ah, it's just annoying. And, um, we took out along through there and went up to the gas station. I needed to fill up before we went to the woods anyway. And, and, uh, popped the hood. I told Rhino and Rhino builds cars. And so had him look at it and he said, well, it sounds like a lifter knocking. Um, and I was like, oh, that's not good. And, um, so anyway, filled up with gas, went on up, did our thing. You know, we camped out that night, poured. Oh, it came down. We got there, started sprinkling, put out the put out the awning real quick, which is a mistake because I got to put the tent up before I put the awning up. And um, so I had to let the awning down when it quit raining just a little bit, put the tent up, put the awning back. It just poured. We were just soaked. Um, muddy. PJ was soaked, muddy. It was just miserable for there about an hour. Ronald took a pretty good uh, video. It was it was comical. I stand none of the awnings. Couldn't even hardly carry on a conversation. It was raining so hard. 
Uh, Matt McClellan was there from Ozark Overland Adventures. Uh, Rhino had his brand new uh, Land Rover that he had built. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty sharp. I think he's going to put it in SEMA, he said. And uh, Brad had come up from Mississippi, had his daughter that's in college there and her boyfriend. And, and um, it was it was fun. You know, some fun people to hang out with. Uh, I would I would definitely choose to hang out with these people because they're they're so fun so positive didn't matter that it was pouring down rain we were having a good time well we went to bed that night quit raining uh it was real nice we had pretty much all the windows open and uh, listening to the crickets wanting more rain i was glad god didn't give it to them but uh got up the next morning fixed some coffee um you know i was you know that that ticking in my engine it's just one of those things where you just Hope it's something that's caught maybe a limb or a bush or something from the previous ride got caught in the fan or something. Maybe it'll just go away. Well, it did. And uh, Matt took us down some pretty crazy trails. Um, we went down Indian Creek Road there in the Ozarks, which is beautiful. If you've never been down that, it's, it's definitely something to put on your list. There's two or three, four creek crossings, a lot of places to camp right on the creek. It's just beautiful. It's a nice ride. It's not rough. And I love that. Stopped at the bridge, and uh, Matt flew his drone while we crossed the bridge. I'm pretty sure this it's going to be a pretty good uh, video that he's going to come out with. So if you haven't subscribed to Ozark Overland Adventures, make sure and do that. Uh, you can see this run that we did. We went up to the top of the hill and went to the overlook so we could see the big piney from up there. And uh, then when we came back down, we just went on this on this crazy trail. I've never been on it before. I've been on the side trail, the one that's not quite as bad, but I'd never been on this one. Man, it was tight. It was rough. It was a lot of rocks, a lot of tight trees, um, a lot of really uh, tight places by the creek. I mean, it looked like a side-by-side -side trail. There were some places that just looked like it, well, you could just fall into the creek at any time. It took us an hour and 10 minutes, I believe, to go 1.2 miles. So it was really slow. Of course, we were doing some video and Matt was doing video and we were taking pictures and stuff. Uh, and we were just out exploring. We weren't in any hurry. And I was glad because as long as I was idling, the ticking wasn't just, it wasn't that bad. And I really didn't want to do any more damage than what was already done. I uh, knew that I was going to have to put it in the shop. Uh, you know, motor work is something that I cannot do. I've, I've built the drawers. I've built the platform that's in the back the seat delete i've done a lot of the wiring uh installed the uh you know the sliders and the bumpers and the winch and the roof rack and the tents and all that but when it comes to motor work that's a little beyond me it's just something that i'm not used to never had any training in it i know how to change oil filters things like that but when it comes to pulling um, valve covers off it's not my thing. Uh, I wish I knew how to do all that. It would make, I don't know if it'd make life easier or make life harder because I'd really want to fix my own stuff. And sometimes I'd just rather work at my regular job to pay somebody to do it because I know it's going to be done right and there's going to be a warranty with it. But I didn't want to go any faster to break anything else because I knew there was one thing that's going to have to be fixed. And so going slow was fine with me. I was cool with that. 
wasn't in any hurry. I was a tail gunner, make sure everybody got through. Uh, we got through, made it to the regular road, went down to Max Pines on Highway 7. Uh, some people had to use the bathroom, you know, get some drinks, whatever. And then we were going to go across uh, a trail that had some waterfalls. And I just got to thinking about it. You know, I really don't want to damage my vehicle any more than what I already had. It was a good place for us to just air back up and head back home. That way we could get home, not make the vehicle run any more than what we had. And just limp it home, call a shop, have them look it over, see what the damage was. The problem is, is that we're getting married June 23rd. And a week after that, we're supposed to go on like a three and a half week tour of the Upper Peninsula. We're going up into Michigan. We're going between Lake Michigan and Lake Superior. We're going to be camping on the water. A lot of places to see, explore. We're going to be going three, maybe 4,000 miles. And now my vehicle's broke. And I don't know if you've ever had that feeling. I don't, you know, there's a lot of people that put their vehicles on trailers and trailer them out to Colorado and or Utah and do the trails and then trailer them home. That's not me. I want to drive my vehicle there. I love my FJ. It's, it's, I've poured my heart and soul into this thing for the past seven, eight, nine years. And I've built it out. I can live out of it for long periods of time. And it's just uh, a part of me. And I don't want to have to buy another rig to haul it with and just get out there and drive it around and then jump in the big rig and drive it home. And, and being able to take this thing on uh, a trip like that, that's, that's something to remember. We have a lot of things planned, a lot of places to go uh, that we have planned. And we wanted to do it out of this vehicle. And, and basing a whole trip, um, a whole lifestyle around one vehicle, you put a lot of hope, a lot of faith, a lot of trust into it. And then when it fails you, it's just a feeling like no other. You just have this feeling of being helpless and hopeless. And we've done a show before on new rig versus old rig and the things that you have to worry about and the advantages of an old rig versus a new rig. Yeah, it's paid off. Yeah, I've put a lot of money into it. No, I could never sell it and get the money back out of it that I put into it. But it's mine. They don't make them anymore. And, you know, when people see me, they think of it. And when they pe people see the rig, they know that's the professor rig. And it's kind of, you know, who I am. It's become a part of me. And I've, you know, like I said, poured so much of myself into it. That, that feeling you get when it's broke, it's almost like your child being in the hospital. You know, not quite that bad. And I don't want people to say, oh, you know, if your child's in the hospital, you think it's like a rig. No, it's... I'm just giving an example. It's like that, but not quite like that. But it hurts. And it makes you wonder what's wrong. What's it going to cost? How long am I going to be down? And all I could think of was the last time I called the Toyota dealership, it was like four weeks before I could even get them uh, to do an oil change. I can't get an appointment. We're four weeks away today from the day we get married. And this thing's got to be fixed. It made me worry. 
it made made us come home and uh, and yes we did make it home we limped it home uh you know it wasn't quite as bad as what i thought it would be uh, on the interstate i couldn't hear it as bad i was just gentle with it went below the speed limit got it home and was happy i got it here but we sat down when we got here or we thought about it on the way home okay so if we can't get this fixed what are we going to do now when we're on our honeymoon we're when on this trip what are we going to have to change if we can't take the fj where are we going to stay what are we going to eat we won't have the fridge we won't have the plate things to cook we won't have the awnings we won't have the tent we won't have all the things that we need to live out of a vehicle so we're going to have to pay for hotel rooms or get airbnbs or hostels or you know yurts or whatever and you know i started thinking about how it was going to change and how the memories of our trip would change all because of a month before we leave on this once in a lifetime honeymoon how it was going to change now because the fj was broke made me worry made me think well, I dropped it off at the FJ hospital this morning, waiting to hear the results. And I'm worried. I'm worried. You ever been in that position before? Uh, you know, if you have an older rig, which a lot of my buddies do, you know, we buy them, we put miles on them. You use them eventually, they're going to break. But you just hope it doesn't come to that point. I don't have a job where I can buy a new vehicle every year and build it out. I, I don't have that kind of money. Some of you may. And, you know, great for you. Uh, I would I, I would love to be able to do that. But, but a part of me loves this vehicle because so many years of doing so many things and changing it, ripping apart and doing it again, ripping apart and doing it again. I know that vehicle inside and out. I know it like on the back of my hand. I know what will fit. I know what we can take. And so it's just become a part of me to the point where when I can't take it, I'm not sure I even want to go. So we have to think, is there somebody out there that's going to take care of us? Is there a shop out there that's going to listen to our sob story and say, hey, man, we, we get married in four weeks. I need this now. Can you put me in front of everybody else? And then there's a part of me that does not want to ask that because what about everybody else? I'm not. I shouldn't get preferential treatment. But I need it. It's going to make our trip. Otherwise, it's going to be so completely different. I don't know if you've been in that position before, if you broke down on a trail somewhere, if you broke down and had to get a record to haul you home. Uh, it's a sick, sick feeling. And I hope you don't have to experience that. But more than likely, if you pour yourself into one vehicle and decide to keep it, I'm going to be buried in this vehicle. I just can't see myself driving anything else. Then it's going to come. There's going to come a time. I posted on Facebook recommendations for, you know, uh, a mechanic asking for people, asking help for people. Who do you trust? I don't have anybody like that. I've never had to have it worked on. Toyotas don't break down. 
but uh yeah my friends <laughs> oh there were no help how about a diesel swap how about an ls swap what i don't have 10 grand laying around in six months to put a motor in come on you're no help but there were some out there that gave me good solid recommendations and i thank you because i was able to find a toyota guy an honest to goodness honest guy that wasn't going to tell me a whole bunch of stuff that was wrong. Last time I took it into the Toyota place, they they gave me an oil change. They did what I asked them to do. I took it in for a key to get a key programmed and an oil change. And they sent me a list of about 40 things that's wrong with it. Yeah, I know. No, I don't want you to fix it because I don't have the money right now. But I found an honest guy who will find out what's wrong, fix it. And I believe I may get it back next week. We'll see. Hopefully, they'll figure out what's wrong. And we'll be able to have our trip and make the memories that we wanted to make in this vehicle. Hope you have a wonderful week. Hope you have a better week than I've had. Because sometimes you break down physically and mentally. Because everything that you have is tied to a vehicle and overlanding. If that vehicle breaks down, it's not good. Have a good one. Look out for number one. Don't step in number two. See ya.